The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, everyone. I'm Haley Hubbard, mom to three kids and wife to a touring artist. And I'm Jessica Diamond, a registered dietitian nutritionist with a master's in public health. And this is Meaningful Living. Every week, we're breaking down the overwhelming amount of parenting, nutrition, and lifestyle information into credible knowledge and simple tools. The Cliff Notes Guide to Feeling Confident in Your Everyday Choices. It takes a village. We're so excited to share ours with you. In this episode, we're joined by Tara Linjarius to talk fatherhood, the real side of parenting and relationships, and how we as parents and caregivers can begin to talk to our kids about non-traditional families, whether that's families with one parent, those raised by grandparents or other family members or friends, those with two moms or two dads, or any family that may look different from your own. You don't know them already. They're the hosts of Let's Go Their Podcast and are the best follow on Instagram and YouTube for their hilarious and refreshingly honest take on parenting. They have two kids and as LGBTQ advocates, they use their platform to normalize all forms of parenting through joy and humor while creating space for meaningful conversations within their communities. They're hilarious and candid about everything. And we just hope you enjoy listening to them as much as we love talking to them. We're so excited to be talking to both of you. We love your podcast. You're just so fun and open and honest. And we just want to pick your brain on fatherhood. Of course, father or Father's Day was yesterday. So happy Father's Day. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. But we just figured it was a good time to reflect on dads. And we just feel like sometimes dads get left out of the equation and all content is so focused on mom. So we want to highlight dads this week. And um, and just talk to you guys. For sure. Well, yeah, I think that one, thank you. You know, I think that's part of our platform and the many things that I think that we try to shed light on. But it's really just like dads can do it, too. And so we've been very vocal about just our experiences as, as dads and how it I guess even how it relates to raising a daughter as well. So definitely a topic that we love to dive into <laughs> uh, with you guys because it's it's a struggle i think you know kind of being looked at as one of the many things that we hear with being in a same-sex marriage is just like well all kids need a mom or you know or how are you gonna do this because you know moms usually do this so moms are more nurturing yeah <laughs> and i'm just like you know i really take it very personal to try and change that because i think that you know, moms are super important. True indeed. Um, like I was raised by a single mom. So like, I get it. But from from our perspective, too, we just want to break away from the stigma that it that men can't do it as well or that like, oh, well, we can't be that loving and nurturing um, to our children as the moms can. And I'm just like, no, like, you know, for my kids, there is no mom in the equation. It's two dads. So I want to make sure that they have everything that they need. And it's not its not hard to do at all. I just think it's more of a, you Effort. know, telling yourself that yeah. you can do it. And then, you know, just kind of dispelling those myths that have been placed upon men raising children. Right. Well, I love what you're doing with your platform and talking about those things. And we definitely want to ask about how to have those kind of conversations with your kids too, of course, because, you know, your kids have two dads. We have friends that their parents have two dads. And so, you know, I think a lot of people are just excited to learn how do we have those conversations with our kids and when do you bring it up and how do you bring it up? And so 
I think today we also want to dive into where do we start with those conversations? And I know your podcast is called Let's Go There. So I think we're just going to go there. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) If you're okay with that. I think the the first thing is is recognizing that it's no different from any other conversation that you have with your children about anything else, um, especially when they're like really young. I feel that when we talk about different types of families, because we have with our children, we've shown them pictures of, you know, a mom and a dad, two moms, two dads, grandparents, uncles, aunts. And I think it's so refreshing to us to be able to see that it's just like, a oh, okay. Like, you know, this is how it is. And, and it's no like, oh, that's super weird, dad. I, like, think, I think part of it too is, it's just, I guess, starting young. So it's having the conversations or not even so much of, of a conversation, but just a visibility. And so I think that's why we're so serious about like our platform and like what we show because you want to change the narrative. Um, but I feel that, in everyone's mind, when they ask, it's almost just like, are you going to have like this big sit down at, at the dinner table one night and have like this big conversation? And it's not like, I think if you make it that serious or that intense, they're going to feel like, okay, this is intense. But I, I feel like from birth, as, as young as they can understand, I think we've been trying to just show, oh, like, you know, that's a mom and a dad, you know, and we never like shy away from it. You know, we don't want them okay. to be two shelters so when they get to school and get around other kids it's just like a what's a mom yeah my my dad never told me that like I don't know I Mm -hmm. feel left out I think kids we don't give them enough credit so I say that all the time right (laughs) all the time you don't have to give them too much information you can give them just the right amount of information and it's almost like okay yeah and then they move on and play with something else they'll kind of show you when they want to talk more or need more context but most of the time i love that that it's just a simple conversation of exposing them they're the well, easiest to talk to i say this all the time <laughs> one thing a child is going to do is ask questions when they want to know and i feel like there's been times where like you know we we've shown our daughter like you know oh like this is like what a mom and a dad looks like and she She's just like, oh, okay. And then won't want anything to do with the conversation. And then just randomly, she'll be watching a show and she'll be like, dad, like, what's a mom? And then she'll want to go deeper into it. And I think you have to let the children like guide you through it in in any conversation, right? Because we don't just pick up one day and we're just like, okay, we're going to explain what it means to be this color and that color, or what's the difference between this and that. Like, I think as it comes and it progresses, or they progress through life, you will run across these situations and scenarios where you will have to like, you know, have these conversations with them. But yeah, I, I totally agree with Terrell. Like, it's not like a oh my God, we have to sit down and explain to them why their dog died. Like, it's just a general <laughs> conversation where, you know, you're just introducing it to them so that they're not growing up where one day Blindly. they're going to be like, oh my God, like I was only told it was a mom and a dad and now I see two dads. Like everything that I've been taught is a lie. Like, you know, it should just be an introduction early on. Totally. Something that you said that really sticks with me is that there are so many different, there's traditional families and there's non-traditional families. Mm -hmm. And these non-traditional families come in so many flavors nowadays, no Mm -hmm. matter what, right? We have parents that are raised by friends, by Mm -hmm. grandparents, like all of those things that you said, that all of those are something we need to expose our kids to. Mm -hmm. So are there any books or resources for parents that you feel like help start that conversation if they want a conversation starter? Do you feel like there's books that help kind of just show the other side of parenting? Yeah, I think there was a book that I particularly like. I think it's called My Dad and Me. 
that we were sent by a brand actually mm-hmm. um, or by the the author of the book that I think did a really good job of explaining like the different types of family makeups that are out there. And I think really and truly there hasn't been like necessarily a book that just automatically sticks outside of my mind or in my brain aside from that one, but really it's just been images or like when we're walking and we see like our neighbors and their families, like we'll naturally have those conversations then. And I think that kind of plays into it. Like knowledge is great, right? But I think the best the best teacher of life is real life experiences. So when we see these different types of families or we see these different um, makeups, like we should embrace it and we should, you know, allow our kids to be able to ask the questions and feel like it's a safe space to do so and encourage it too. Like, just like I said, walking down the street, you know, taking our dogs on a walk, my daughter may ask me a million and one questions. And I feel like that's one of the best times for me to teach her because it's there, it's real life and they can see it. So I think um, in any event, like you can always just use and go back and fall back on like real life experience. I think that is, it also kind of goes into just how the kids learn about just diversity also. So, um, yeah. you know, because everyone asks like, you know, are you going to tell them that, you know, they got here via surrogacy and I'm like, well, they're three. So, you know, we didn't even have like the the sex talk yet or just like any of that. So, no, I'm not going to be like, well, here's the whole process. But I think that's just like public opinion. Like they think like, OK, well, how, how are you going to do it? And I, and I get most of it is just curiosity, but it's just like they're still kids. So we give them the information that they need currently, you, you know, know. <laughs> something that I just thought of when we get as the parents and as adults, when we get out of the mindset that it is such a hard conversation that we have to have and it has to be this big thing, it'll become a lot easier to navigate those waters with children. Because I think we have it set up in our minds that it's going to be such a big thing and it's really not. Oh, that is so true. And (laughs) I think that goes with everything. I mean, Mm -hmm. if we just normalize things, it, it makes it less dramatic for the kids and less dramatic for us. And then even in in just peer relationships, mm-hmm. um, whatever we're going through with a friend or a parent, just kind of being okay with having the conversation and just making it a casual thing. It doesn't have to be this big to do. But I also love what you guys said. It just teaches your kids to be inclusive and and more diverse. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. I just think that that's like a very, a big statement. And, and one thing that Terrell and I have done throughout these last almost four years of parenting is, well, actually longer than that because we we started way before we had kids of (laughs) trying to understand, to be prepared for, to be a parent. But I feel like one of the things that we've really learned is that you can't stop at just being better than what your parents were. You have to keep educating yourself. And I think another big thing that I've learned personally is I can't be my best for my children if I'm not my best for myself. So like we have to do the work within ourselves first so that we can, you know, do the work for our children and to help guide them too. So like these conversations won't be as hard because we already have a really good understanding of how to do it with them. But if I'm nervous about it, And I'm going into it thinking that it's this huge thing that like, oh my God, I don't know what's going to happen to my kid. You know, once I say this, they're going to feel that too, like Terrell said. Let's take a minute to talk about our new favorite hair care routine from Pros. 
There's no one size fits all when it comes to hair care. A product that works wonders for curls might make straight hair limp and greasy. I'm in the grow out phase of my hair right now. And for the first time in my life, it's wavy, has more texture and is really dry. I had such a hard time finding a shampoo and conditioner that moisturized my hair without making it greasy and didn't irritate my scalp. That's until I started using pros. And thanks to my personalized pros routine, I can honestly say I've never been happier with a shampoo or conditioner. Pros makes custom hair care that's effective because it's completely personalized to you. I've never seen something like it. It's really so cool. The first step is you go online and fill out a personalized quiz to completely analyze your hair. The quiz is so tailored to you, I couldn't believe it. They ask questions like, what's your zip code and your eating habits and exercise routine? Questions that I never thought would impact hair health, but clearly do. After you fill out the survey, they then analyze your hair and give you an in-depth breakdown and recommended product. The products are then customized for you. So they actually tell you when your shampoo and conditioner were bottled on and your personalized hair care regimen. My shampoo is gentle and sulfate-free, but helps with scalp health, which is really what I need. They're an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty, which is something important to me when picking a beauty product. All of their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. They're also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral, which is so unbelievably awesome. And what we just love about them is if you're not 100% positive pros is the best hair care you've had, they will take back the products, no questions asked, which just shows how much the company believes in their product. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash full. That's pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash full, F-U-L-L for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. So out of curiosity, have you guys ever had to have a, like a difficult, difficult conversation with the kids or something like you didn't know how they were going to take? Like, how did you guys like oh, go for it? <laughs> I'll take this one, Haley, because yeah. I had, I had, uh, I was actually diagnosed with cancer when I had a one and a half year old. Wow. And talking to him about it is like, you want to do that right, right? Yeah. You want to make sure that you're not setting up anxiety for the rest of his life that he thinks something's going to happen to mommy or something. Mm-hmm. Right. And honestly, I did exactly the same thing that you guys are talking about, which is you only give the information in really bite-sized pieces. Mm-hmm. And I didn't call it cancer. I called it lymphoma to make sure that he didn't start to see other kids who heard horror stories about cancer. So he didn't fill in the blanks, mm-hmm. but we had Google. a simple conversation. Mm-hmm. We made a simple book and, and he thrived. I mean, it's, it's a non, it's not even an issue in our household at all anymore. Good. That's amazing. So, so first of all, love that and love your approach to the conversation too. And I think that many people, many parents, can take from that too. It's just, you know, sometimes we can unintentionally pass on a lot of like stress and anxiety towards our kids thinking that, you know, the world's going to somehow come crashing down. But I think they look to us for peace and they look to us for comfort. And I think that you did a great job with with handing that comfort to your child. I think that that's a a common misconception as well. And that we've learned as parents, I think that a lot of parents out there think that kids can't be stressed. It's like, oh, you can't like... A two-year-old can't have anxiety or can't be stressed or worried about things. And I'm like, no, they definitely can't. <laughs> they like they, feelings. you know, and I think it just kind of goes with, I'm pretty sure it, it dates back to just like, oh, they're too young to understand. Like, I think with the world that we live in today, with social media, media in general, it's so easy. And and you know, Jarius did a lot of research on that. Like right now in the younger ages is when they 
is is when they encourage you to teach them everything like Spanish, like our kids are doing Spanish now because they're taking in so much. So I'm just like, this is when I feel like they understand the most because probably when they get to a teenager, they're just going to ignore you and not care. But it's just right now <laughs> they're paying attention to everything that you're doing. So I think from age two to five, they literally soak in and absorb so much information and they're able to retain so much of it. That's why it's so easy to teach them additional languages during that age. But like, Kids, like you said earlier, kids, we do not give them enough credit for being intelligent as they are. They don't know everything, but like they do know a lot. <laughs> I'd be surprised some days mm-hmm. my daughter walked down and she'd be like, you know, just one day out of nowhere, like, Dad, like, I just had the most amazing dream ever. And she literally paints this whole picture. And I'm like, since when you can paint? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you have all these full dreams. Right. When did this happen? <laughs> I feel like that's the daily situation that happens where I'm I'm always shocked by them. But I yes. think that kids look to us, just like you're saying, for us to guide those conversations and for us to be the confident leader. Mm-hmm. They can pick up when we're anxious. They can pick up when we are not confident about a decision we're making, which is honestly so much of why Haley and I started this platform was really a way to help parents feel more confident because I think when we feel confident, we do so much better. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I feel better when I'm like, when I've started my day and I kind of have like this morning I did yoga way before the kids woke up and I was like, wow, I just feel like my head's on straight today. Like I had my own little therapy session, if you will. And I just felt like I was going into my day confidently and I felt like this morning with the kids went really well and that may just be a coincidence, but (laughs) I feel like they feel my energy so deeply. And if I'm stressed out about something, I feel like then they get fussy and crazy and Mm -hmm. it's just chaos in the house. And I'm like, oh gosh, this is a disaster. But um, I feel like the more I can set myself up in the mornings for success, then then it just feels so much better with our kids that Always day. Always take some personal time. Jeez, it mm-hmm. took us a while to understand that because we were, you know, it, it, it wasn't an easy process to have kids. So it was just like when we got them here, it was just like, Okay, we have to do. Uh, we have to be the best friends we could be. It can't be any of this. Like we have to put the all world our time. Is looking at us yeah, we have to put all our time and efforts into them, and it's just no sleep, no sleep, and it's just. It, it will drain you. We, Jari's wanted to do yoga for so long. Like we, we're still trying to find like extracurriculars like to do just meditation or something in the morning because I do feel like it jumpstarts your day. If you're clear, you can operate with a clear head. But if you, if you, you know, like you said, you start your day super, you know, cloudy, foggy. It's just like you got a million things going on and then you got multiple kids. It's just like, okay, <laughs> my, my day's over with already and it's 10 a.m. Like I can't even get a glass of orange juice without someone <laughs> screaming. <laughs> or did you even brush your teeth? Like, you know? Yes. Yeah. Isn't it crazy how powerful like the mind is? And like when you tell yourself like, I'm going to have a good day today. I'm going to go to bed early. I'm going to wake up one time. And it just somehow seems, like you said, coincidentally, like that everything kind of falls into place. And I think about that when like I wake up and I'm like super last minute with getting out of the bed and Terrell's like rushing me. And then all of a sudden, like the kids have a million and one questions. And I'm just like, okay, well, I can't, you know, like fault you for having questions because you went to bed on time. You (laughs) did what you were supposed to do. And now your day's on the right track. So it's just like, it's crazy how when we can like, you know, do things the right way within our mind, how it does like manifest in real life. A hundred percent. Wait, so you have two kids, right? Mm -hmm. How old are they? So they'll be both four this year. So a common misconception is that they're twins, but they're actually five weeks apart. 
Which we just found out some people would classify that as Irish twins. Irish twins. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought Haley had Irish twins because her kid, her two youngest are so close, but that definitely takes the cake. (laughs) (laughs) Five weeks and was not playing that way. Yeah. So once in July, once in September. Oh, well, let's say so the fun. end of July, the yeah. very, very, the very end of July, very beginning of September, because that's like that's not five weeks. <laughs> well, yeah. So I mean, but it it's interesting because because they're so close in age. Everyone thinks they're twins, but they have so many similarities that you would think that they're like actually biological twins. But nope. Like when they were first born they were night and day. Like my our son was just like easy going, went to bed routine. And then five weeks later, our daughter came and was just like, nope. But like, this is what we're doing. Stay up with me, breaking out of the swaddles. And so um, that still holds true to today. Um, it's kind of the same. <laughs> I say this all the time. My daughter is going to be such a phenomenal woman one day because she is the definition of I am an independent woman <laughs> and you cannot tell me anything <laughs> that I cannot do. And I'm just like, you know, I, I it's scary because as a parent, you want that for your child, right? You want them to be, you know, nothing, literally the sky is not even the limit for you. And I feel like, but when you're three years old, <laughs> I just want you to slow down. You can't fly just yet. But um, she definitely has that like larger than life personality. And I'm, I'm really excited to see how they are going to grow up and, and what the things that they're going to do. And I think that's just the exciting part about parenting, right? When you can just right. like watch what you pour into your kids and see it come, you know, and show up in like real life and and just thinking about like their future and you start to see the pieces come together and you're just like, oh, you're not a little brat. Like you're actually a really (laughs) amazing human. (laughs) I didn't have a little monster. So you have three and you, and yes, you have two, right? I have one. One. I have okay. one. I have one little guy who's about three years old. So actually, all of our so Haley's oldest kid and my kid are about the same age, or a little younger than yours. Okay. Nice. So how is uh, it with three? And then we're gonna go son? to how is it with one because we just got thrown in it with two. So like, listen, we're three, two, one. So we gotta we gotta <laughs> share our experiences <laughs> on what's the difference. Three is crazy, but so fun. I you know we didn't plan on having three this quickly. Mm-hmm. but it happened. And so I love it now. I yeah. love that they're so close in age. It's hard. I, I think we're kind of past that like survival point. Now it's just chaos. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but I love it. The boys are like 13 months apart. They're going to be super close. They already are. Yeah. And then our daughter's the oldest and she kind of just keeps them in line and right. she'll come come up to me and be like, Luca was really good today. <laughs> Progress like, reports. Like she's such a mom. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, I love that. I think, so one, I love that they're going to be super close because that's, that's what I want for our kids also. I'm just like, okay, you're not twins, but hopefully you go through everything together. Um, yeah. You know, so you kind of always have, you know, one person that you can kind of like rely on. So that's pretty exciting, but it's, you know, we always see these commercials, which I think is funny. And then I want to ask you about you just having one because you know how they say like, okay, first time parents, you do all these things this way. And then by the time you have your second, it's like completely different. Like you have all these shortcuts. So I feel like when we got two, I'm like, they're like the third, just don't care. (laughs) Right. So I feel like when we got just kind of like thrown in with two, 
I was just like, okay, it was so much doing everything the right way, what everyone thinks is the right way that I started. We started taking shortcuts like six months in. So I was like, okay, here, you you grab a baby, you take a shower, you do. (laughs) It's like all of these (laughs) different tips and tricks that we kind of learned. But it's just interesting because I just feel like it's just so different for everyone, like how their process goes. And so, and yeah, then, and you then got you thrown have, into the fire. Yeah. Definitely. And then you got lucky, man. So he just gets all your attention, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> I mean, he, it's almost like he's a mini 20 year old because he's, I mean, especially this year, the person, you know, the person closest in his age is 30 years older than him. And so yeah. <laughs> sometimes I'm just like, am I, am I raising a kid or am I raising an adult? <laughs> But they so say cute. one one plus one is three. And then as you add on after that, it's just chaos, but it's not as big of a jump of chaos yeah. as it was yeah. before. Yeah. We talk about the importance of therapy in this episode, and it's something that I want to break the stigma about. We've all had a hard year and have been pushed to our limits and are now dealing with the anxiety that comes with getting our lives back together. It's a lot, especially as parents, but BetterHelp is here to help. I've loved partnering with today's sponsor, BetterHelp, for the podcast because I know the tremendous value counseling has on our everyday life and it's something I've been open about because it has changed my life for the better. Whether you're struggling with the normal stress of parenting and balancing it all, anxiety, especially after the last year, difficult relationships, or just wanting to focus on being the best version of yourself, BetterHelp is here to help. BetterHelp is a professional counseling service that's all done online. They help assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist that you can start communicating with in under 48 hours. You no longer have to deal with the hassle of leaving work early or finding childcare to sit in traffic and stress getting to and from your appointment. With BetterHelp, it's so much more convenient, which is exactly what we need as parents. You connect in a safe and private online environment, all while being in the comfort of your own home or going for a walk, which is what I do. You can send messages to your counselor at any time and you'll get timely responses, as well as the ability to schedule your weekly video or phone sessions. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need it. They have licensed professional counselors who specialize in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, and so much more. With BetterHelp, you can get all the expertise you need online. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor, BetterHelp at betterhelp.com slash MFL. Join over 1 million people who've taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash MFL for 10% off your first month. So I have a very fun question. Okay. Has watching your significant other be a parent made you fall more in love with them? Yes. Isn't oh, it 10, so weird? Percent. I'm just like, oh my so... God, you changing diapers. Like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I told Tyler, I'm like, it's so sexy when you go get the kids awake. And I get to see him bed. <laughs> Look, like, do it again. <laughs> and he's so good. He steps in and just goes for it. But um, yes, I've fallen even more in love with him. And we were like, before we got married and before we had kids, we were like those two people that were so obsessed with each other. And we were just in love and just kissing all over the place. And we were obnoxious. And then we had kids and I'm like, we don't do the like PDA as much as we did, but I'm even more in love with him, which I didn't even think was possible. I feel the same. It's, do you feel that? It's It's like... It's a new appreciation for, because it is such a huge responsibility to be a parent. And I think it's an even bigger responsibility to be a conscious parent. And I say that all the time. But to watch the person that 
you love the most, especially when you've like grown up together because Taryn and I have been with each other since we were 18. So it's like, I've literally watched you grow from like this college student with skipping class and like, you know, just all over me all the time. Oh, oh my goodness. That's a one way, <laughs> so one way story. Just like I've watched you grow up and, and now you're like this, this person who has like so much love and care for our family. And it's just like nothing you wouldn't do for our family. And it just, it, it brings out like a different side of the relationship that like I didn't even know, like you said, it was possible to like love you that much more. Like to, I don't know, to see you be a parent is great. Thank you. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> I try. So sweet. <laughs> I think so like, much Oof. so that sometimes I even forget to like praise Josh for anything besides being a dad. Like it's every time he does something dad-like, it's that's how I describe him now as being a dad. And it's so much part of, of our identity as a couple and him as an individual that sometimes I have to be like, what are the other reasons? Like, I don't want to just be <laughs> commenting on the dad. Like you have so many other great qualities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so true. Oh, I have a question for you guys. Okay. So if you were to describe one another in a word or a sentence, what would it be? Oh, geez. Mm. A word or a sentence. Am I going to be spicy today? Oh, Am I going to keep goodness. on the love train? <laughs> oh, goodness. Mm. How uh, did you treat me today? It's up in the air. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I'm trying to think. I didn't do my yoga this morning. So I'm, I wasn't centered. So if I said anything wrong this morning, that's why. No, okay. Let me see. Have you a little coffee. Right. Let me see. Um, okay. Come on. You go first. Okay. I In one word, I would describe him as ambitious. Mm. In a sentence, I would She said or don't don't try to get extra credit. <laughs> Look, cuz I'm not I'm just giving one I'm word. I, <laughs> was, I was, you know, a very I was a no. person of extra credit, but no. I'll let you go ahead. Wait, let me see. Okay. Um, you are so goofy. <laughs> um, <laughs> unique. Look, very cliché. I'm going to say you're unique. You'll never find another one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say rare, I said unique. See, you, you see special. how you take it to the head? It's okay. No, you, okay, well then. <laughs> I, w- I won't find another person like you, babe. Perfect. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> Say it again. Uh, do a clean cut. No, it, we're good. I won't find another person like you, babe. Oh. There oh. you go. <laughs> oh, isn't that nice to know? You just don't even have to like look anymore. You guys have found your person. Jeez. I don't even know how dating works these days. Like he said, he he tried to lock me down when I was 18, so... I didn't have a life. <laughs> and then I became a parent. <laughs> so here we are, but it's amazing. <laughs> What's one question you wish people would ask dads more often? Mm. Oh, you know what? We've never been asked that. That's mm. a really good question. So again, I think this is kind of goes back to the narrative. I don't know if it's just like a one question, but I think that people don't check, check in with dads enough. And it's interesting because, and, and not to go down a rabbit hole with the topic, but how we say how we said families are are made up of all types of people, all types of situations nowadays. You have your chosen families. When it comes to dads, I think that the misconception, like we said, is that well, how are you going to do it because you don't have a mom? But I feel like you know, in those unfortunate situations where you have no choice but to be a single dad, if something happens, you know, to your significant other, to your wife, your spouse, you know, you don't ask you don't ask that either. You know, I think it's just you know. As long as you have a village, you have, you know, people around you that can show support and help you where you need it and then just do your research. But I I don't think that people, while we're talking about giving dads credit, they don't check in. Like, you know, I don't think anyone's ever asked me, 
outside of like an interview thing like what's the best part of being a dad like what do you love most you know and i feel like they ask moms that all the time well maybe they might not so you guys can answer that but it's just like it's always you know well now i see a little bit of inclusion like with they do like dad showers i guess but it's like baby showers for mom and and you guys are rock stars i'm not gonna take it away like giving labor i don't know how you do it (laughs) um but i'm like with dads it's never like a let's celebrate this amazing time for you it's almost just like oh you're excited but like the mom has to be more excited you know and Mm -hmm. you know i just wish that that would kind of like be different. I think dads are really excited to be fathers these days as well. Like, I think it's changed. I think, and this is going to come from personal experience too. I think a question that I would love to hear more people ask dads, how are you feeling? And then on, on the other end of it, I would love for dads to be more open and honest about their feelings. And I think that that comes from men being taught that we aren't supposed to be in tune with our emotions and that we aren't supposed to have feelings, essentially. And I think Mm -hmm. that a lot of men, especially in my family, a lot of men um, would hold in a lot of things and wouldn't talk about it, wouldn't express themselves. It was just a a big bottled in type of situation. And I feel like um, with now the movements of like mental health and, and all of these different things like this, I think we should now start to ask more dads, like, how are you actually doing? And hopefully we can get a true response. And I think I would love to break the stereotype that men can't be emotional and can't talk about their feelings. Wow. Amen to both of the, what good answers, (laughs) what good questions and answers. (laughs) Those questions, we've literally never been asked that before. I think that is a, a, and I think a lot of, hopefully a lot of people your listeners will resonate with that question too. I do think it's super important. I think that what we don't do is we don't give dads enough credit, no matter what your family looks like. We don't hold them to a standard and give them enough credit for all of those things that they do and have those conversations. So I love that answer, which is how are you actually doing? Like parenting is stressful. Going into this uncharted territory that is either comes naturally to you or doesn't come naturally, and you're trying to learn everything. That is a very difficult thing to do. Mm-hmm. And so I, I love that answer. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And with the stereotypes, like you were saying, that go along with being a father or a male in general, like, okay, you have to be tough and you can't show emotion. and And so I hope that now I think therapy is kind of becoming, more popular and more normalized, I guess. And and my hope is that continues and that we all raise our kids, but and especially our boys to be to feel like they can show emotion and and feel and be okay to to not have to be tough all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. So I mean and I and I looked at both of you guys as like Father's Day posts and I'm just like so like Tyler reading the book and, and I went back and saw so much as is your husband like, you know, drinking out of a cup like they, you and you was like oh it's important when they turn six months to drink out of a cup and i'm just like you don't see that like they think that dads are just like oh you go to the football and the basketball games like no like it's the books it's the our daughter loves tea parties so like we have to attend those and be prompt and on time so it's like <laughs> it's those little things that people don't see where it's just like we're like we're active as well so i kudos to you guys for like again, shedding a light on it, you know, not only on your podcast, but on your social medias as well, just like showing that dads can do it different. Like it's it's not just the sports and the games that they attend, but it's just like 
those intimate moments as well. Like, I think that that's ultimately going to change the narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, you guys are doing awesome at that also. And is there something that you guys are doing in your household right now that's working really well with your kids that you'd like to share? And I can give you an example. Like last week we had Natasha Beck on and she's amazing to talk to. And she told us it's not the if, it's the when. And so this past week, I've been saying when statements instead of if. So instead of saying, hey, if you don't go upstairs and brush your teeth, you're not going to get to read a book before bed. But I'll say, hey, when you go upstairs and brush your teeth, then we'll get to go read a book. And so I've been trying, like, that's what we've been trying in our household that's been working. Is there something that you guys have been doing lately that really works well with your kids? It can be the smallest or biggest thing. Well, first of all, I love that. It's so crazy how like just changing a word can like change the whole like... Even with adults. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. the whole message of what they're perceiving. One thing that sticks out to me, and it was actually recommended to us, is that when our kids are having a meltdown, (laughs) um, now we take a breath. And it's so cute to see them like just take a moment and just like do a deep breath while they were just screaming to the top of their lungs. But I, I see so much progress and like they have a chance to say it or it's just like use your big boy words because I think for us as parents, it's really difficult and, and can be frustrating if we're being transparent. Like when they're screaming and you can't decipher what they're asking for. So it's just like taking a second. We both take a deep breath together. You know, as we tell them to do it, we're doing it as well. So we both get a chance to like calm yeah. down, like clear your head and like let's talk about it. Like tell me what's wrong. Um, you know, before we would just kind of guess. And so as they're getting older, you know, I think it's important for them to be comfortable to come and say, here's what's wrong. Here's what's happened. You know, what, what's happened. They've gotten into telling on each other now or they're touching each other's toys. So that's chaos. If you, <laughs> you put your pinky on my toy, I'm going to scream. So just trying to get them to decipher, you know, like hear my emotions, not try to push them to the side and just say, oh, that's not that big of a deal. And taking a deep breath, you know, I think it's been a game changer for us. That's kind of what mine was. So good job. <laughs> um, mine is active listening. And I feel like it's it's something that we know we should be doing, but I don't think enough of us realize how important that is, especially in this, like in this age. Um, and there was a situation that happened that kind of prompted this where I was working and my daughter came up to me and she was like literally in tears because a toy that she had been playing with was broken. And in the moment, I had a, well, Arya, you broke it. Like, I mean, I don't know how you want me to fix it. And then she just looked at me and she was just like, she looked up and she was just like really sad. And I was just like, you know, let me see it. Let, like, let's see what we can do with it. And it was just literally popping it right back into place. But I seriously thought she had just broken it off and that there was nothing that I was going to be do be able to do. And then... At that moment, it made me realize that, like, sometimes we should be able to, like, slow down and we should be able to fully assess situations and help them through it, no matter how frustrating, no matter how (laughs) time-consuming it is. Or tiny. (laughs) Because it's laying the foundation for them. Because I feel like in that moment, had I not listened to her and I just would have, like Tarot said, brushed it off or like not paid attention to something that seemed very like minor to me, but was big to her. That's teaching her that when things and problems arise, not to go to dad and talk to dad about it because he's not going to listen. 
Yeah. The littlest thing in a kid's life and in our life can be the biggest thing in their life. Exactly. And I think all of the skills that we hone in as parents are really skills we should be using in all of our relationships, but kids give us the excuse to actually start doing it, to be better listeners, to allow people to have their feelings and move through them and just guide them and and be there as a source. I have two books that you're going to love. One is Alpha Breaths. It's amazing for breathing. And Breathe With Me. Those are like our two favorite breath books. Uh, I think your kids will love them. Awesome. Listen, we love story times here. So, and they love books. And Uh, one thing we like, we love encouraging, like, instead of reading stories, making up full stories. And like, and then I started to guide them and like, you know, okay, well, what happens next? What color? Oh, was it night or was it day? And it's like now my daughter's actually so good. My son's still getting it, but my daughter's so good at yeah, painting his, these. His, his favorite is once upon a time and then the, the end part. So it's like <laughs> once upon a time, two sentences, the end. So. <laughs> if someone always falls. Yeah. Once upon a time, Thomas the Train fell. <laughs> the end. And my daughter's like, literally, she, and I'm like, okay, the end, Ari. And she's like, no, wait, dad. And I, she I keeps still have going. more. <laughs> It's so so amazing because what you're doing is you're building that imagination, Mm, right? Like that's the start of like real independent play and real just make-believe and Mm -hmm. them being able to dream up their own stories. There's nothing more powerful to see, I think, as a parent. So that's amazing. Thank you. I'm I'm, I'm low-key a little worried about it though because I'm just like now imaginary friends. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When when I see, you know, her in the corner talking... I might be a little scared. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that's so good. As we're wrapping up here, what is your best advice for soon-to-be dads or new dads? Not everything has to be perfect. Like, not you don't have to be perfect. And Jarius and I go by this phrase a lot in 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 our own parenting. Like I said, we we dove headfirst into parenting, thinking that you know you had to have the most expensive and high-tech like cribs and baby monitors and strollers and and all of these things um, when really all you have to just all you have to be is the the parent that your child needs you to be and just cater be willing to change be willing to learn and you know like we said like it's not a one-size-fits-all you know our kids personalities are completely different and we have to parent them differently and a lot of people are just like well that's not fair you know so you're you're softer with your son than you are with your daughter or or vice versa. And it's just like, well, listen, you have to kind of adjust just like a teacher with with multiple kids in the classroom. Like you have to adjust the way you speak or the way that you share things with them because they're going to have different reactions. And so um, I would just say breathe. (laughs) The same thing we tell our kids, breathe, take your time and just realize that, um, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Like, you know, you, it's going to change no matter what you go into it thinking it's going to change <laughs> some way or another. I actually don't have much to add to that. I think parenting is is one of those things that like it's it's never going to stop and you should never stop trying to be a better parent. And I feel like when I first started, I was so hell-bent on being a better parent than my parents were to me. And, you know, they were great, but like, you know, I wanted to be better and the things that I learned from them you know, I wanted to do better then, but it doesn't stop there. Like even then you still have to keep learning. You still have to keep researching and you still have to keep listening. And if you do that, everything will work itself out. And specifically to your question, because I feel like we got into parenting, but for dads, be active and don't be afraid to show 
sensitive moments. Don't be afraid to show the tea parties with your daughter, reading a book, you know, don't you just show the other side. And I think that it'll open their eyes to a different thing of parenting. It doesn't make you any less of a man to do whatever your daughter's asking you to do. You know, Jarius does our daughter's hair um, and actually really takes it serious and, and, you know, wants to learn more about doing her hair because we don't want her to lack anything that they feel like, oh, well, moms typically do that. So, you know, just be open and expressive. Um, and and I feel like you're going to be like the best dad ever. If a beautician <laughs> can do it, YouTube can teach me. <laughs> and I know I'm going to try and try and try until I get it. I And, and I'm glad you said that because I feel like as, as two men raising a daughter, you know, I don't ever want there to be a situation where she looks back and felt like she lacked because she didn't have a mom. So whatever it is that I can do and that Terrell can do to make sure that she's fulfilled, we're going to do that. Well, good answers, guys. I love that. And I bet you could teach me a few things about doing hair because I'm horrible. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Well, something that we ask all of our guests is, what made you feel full this week? Hmm. Oh, beginning of the week cool. so I, I would say yesterday father's yep. day um my kids and jarius was so sweet he he allowed the kids to write me their own cards well they spoke it and he wrote it down and so again it's just seeing the progress and them being able to form like these full sentences and it's just like it was also funny because it was broken up like you can see their mind switching because it's just like well tell me what you love about daddy well i love daddy because he loves me and but I love my brother too. And I love you too, dad. And it it went down this whole thing, but it was just so sweet. And it just reminded me, you know, like these two like really look up to me. And and it's just like all the work that we're putting in to make them these amazing human beings, like it's going to pay off. And it just makes me excited. So like Father's Day made me feel full this week. The cards that our kids, Nanny, helped them write for us almost took me out. <laughs> I, we did like a home donut with dad day. So she was a teacher. So she actually did donuts with dad here and like surprised us with like all types of donuts. The kids had on like donut clothes. Ashen shirt said I got 99 donuts because my dad ate one. It was like so cute. <laughs> it, it, those cards almost took me out though because it was, it was again in their own words. And I don't know, I guess like to... You know it, but to hear how they feel about us and especially with like the pressure that we've put on ourselves as parents and the world has put on us too, it felt really good to know that they know that we're doing a good job. Yeah. Those are the sweet things when they notice things like, I like when dad eats with me. I like when dad plays with me instead of the big shiny toy that they got. Right. They asked for that after, but it was in that moment. I still, (laughs) (laughs) right after they asked for the big shiny toy, but I was like, let me just have this moment. (laughs) Well, you guys are just so amazing. I'm so grateful that Dear Media brought us together. I feel like we've just learned so much from you and just we could truly talk to you all day long. You guys are an inspiration and keep doing what you're doing because we just, we love it. And we are just so excited about this conversation today. Awesome. Us as well. Thank you so much for having us. We're we're gonna come up with some topics and we're gonna have you guys on Let's Go There as well. So we're gonna Ooh, it might be a little spicy parenting then, you know, we'll bring you on and, and have and, a glass of wine. Right. right. <laughs> oh yes. Let's definitely go there. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you guys for sharing the platform with us too and being the amazing moms that you are as well. And I wanna make sure we always let you guys know that 
we certainly appreciate you for being moms and for being like the important role that are for having the important role that you have with your children too. And, and that's something that we always want to make sure we pay respect to moms as well. Oh, thank you so much. That means a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and likewise, you guys keep doing what you're doing. Thank, thank you. you guys. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you found something meaningful from this episode. Please follow the show, rate, and don't hesitate to write a little review. We also have a voicemail box you can call to ask us any questions, tell us the topics you'd like covered, or just share where you're struggling and how you could use some extra support. Call 833-444-FULL or 833-444-3855. We want to hear from you. And tune in every Monday for a new episode of Meaningful Living. And if you're looking for more ways to live a meaningful life, follow us on Instagram at Meaningful Living and visit our website, MeaningfulLiving.com. And don't forget with two L's. Can't wait to see you next week.